The third thing I want to deal with, and this is very important, and this is, answers the question, in fact, you, you can read this in Joshua uh, 6, I mean, pardon me, Judges 6, 33 through 40, uh, through 40. Now, after the angel spoke and Joshua saw all the terrible circumstances they were in, and I mean, Gideon did, pardon me, Gideon saw all the terrible circumstances that they were in, he asked for a confirmation, a sign from God. God, I, I need this. Now remember, Gideon didn't have the written word to be able to read. He just had the message from the angel. And he said, God, this is so important for me. Would you confirm to me again that you will rescue Israel through me? And so he put a fleece out and he talked about it being wet and the ground dry and then that the ground would be wet and the fleece would be dry. Many people have said really negative things about Gideon doing that. He had no faith, you know, all of this. Um, I'm not telling you that fleeces are okay or fleeces are not okay. But what is interesting is that people who judge Gideon have to realize God did not judge Gideon for asking for a confirmation on this issue. And I am not going to judge him also. I will not judge another man of God. And I'm not getting there. And I'm not going to go there. And I hear so much of people judging uh, pastors, uh, Christian leaders, and so on. I am not going there. They are serving God, and God is able to deal with them. Now, I have used fleeces in my own life, and I want to share with you Every time I had to make a major decision that would mean a major move, we'd have to move from one place to another. This move would affect my family as we went from one state to another. And some of the times that I had to um, get confirmation from God was when I was a pastor and then uh, the opportunity to leave the pastor to be a college professor. And then from a college professor to be a missionary. And then from that to be a deliverance counselor where I am now. I needed assurance before I made that major move that this was from God. Uh, we have been asked to move to different countries. Uh, but in my heart, I knew that wasn't from God. I didn't have the peace about that. I knew it was not right for me. Um, but I expressed uh, gratefulness to those that asked us to move to another country. When we're walking under the control of the Holy Spirit, He will give cautions in our soul that it 
doesn't seem it's the right decision to make. But when they were decisions that were possibilities that this could be of God, I asked God to confirm it. That God, if you wanted to make this change, I ran it through, and I, I wrote it down for you, how I and my family confirm God's guidance. Now, back when we were raising our children, uh, they were not homeschooled. They went to public school. And to pull our kids out of one public school in one state and put them in another public school in another state, we really needed confirmation that this was of God because it wasn't just affecting me and my ministry, but also affecting my family. So <clears throat> here are five things that I use to confirm is this of God. The first is the opportunity that we were given. And I would examine the proposal. What do they want me to do? Uh, do I have the abilities or the training or whatever to fulfill what they're looking for? Even if I did, that was not enough. The second thing that we did is we prayed to the Lord that he would give us inner peace about leaving where we were to go where we were not. And we would read scripture. We didn't jump around, open the Bible, and put our finger in it. But we would read where we were reading. And uh, asking the Spirit of God would give guidance through the scriptures. And I was thinking of one of the decisions we made. We were, we're not going to move from one state to another, but we were moving from uh, a major city in the state of Washington to another ministry. We knew there was a possibility of four places that may want us to candidate to move. We knew that God uh, had called us to we finished all that God wanted us to do in the particular church we were in after five and a half years. And we knew that God was moving us on. But what of all these places? And so we got in the car uh, on my day off. And my wife and I, my son, the other kids were in school. Uh, we would drive to the various places where the churches that were Bible churches looking for a pastor and as we looked, there was one place that was not appealing at all. The church was very, very old. It had just split. And uh, pastoring a church that is split is not an easy uh, thing to do. Um, we drove by the parsonage uh, where uh, we would live and it had been vacant for a long time and uh, people had thrown rocks through the window and they stuffed rags in the window to keep the critters out, animals from climbing in and so on into the house. So the, it was not appealing to the eyes at all. The church was not appealing either. They had red leatherette 
seats from some old movie theater years and years ago that when you pushed them down they creaked. Um, it had an organ. The organist, a dear sweet lady, but she played at her own tempo so that you could never have special music because uh, she could not play as they were singing. You could do actual uh, hymns, but that was all. And she had a very heavy foot on the organ and she played it loud or louder, very loud, and you wouldn't want to sit around the organ and blast her right out of the seat. And the church was very unattractive, and so it was not appealing. But <laughs> that was the place that God chose for us. And as we're reading the scriptures, this is before they even asked us to come and candidate. Right behind this church was a mountain. I mean, it went straight up right behind the church. And um, I was reading in the scriptures and it says, lift your eyes unto the hills. I'm going, oh no. <laughs> you know, all these other churches were beautiful and everything. And here's this church that's hurting and it is not appealing as you drove by. And when you went inside, it was worse. Um, my wife was reading and it said Israel went north or something. And this was north from where we were. The other churches were not. I mean, we just, the more and more scripture we read, it looked like God was going to open the door and that's where we we're going, although the people had to decide. Uh, they asked us to candidate, which I was not shocked about that. And I prayed that if this was a place for us, that when they voted for us, that everybody would vote yes. Because I wanted that confirmation. That was my fleece. God, if this is really the place for us, that you would vote yes. And uh, we were living in a brand new parsonage that was absolutely gorgeous. And here was this dumpy house that we'd have to move into. My wife never said I wouldn't move into that house. But we would ask them to put windows in anyway. So we wouldn't have animals crawling in and out of the house while we were living in it. Um, and it was amazing how God worked it out. Because one of the deacons in that church, uh, and we were lived, well, I don't know, I would say a couple hours anyway, away from where that particular church was located. But that deacon had some papers uh, of their doctrinal statement and stuff they wanted me to see. And so they um, drove down and gave it, to, uh, gave it to us. And we had no idea this, but when he went back, he said, listen, how many of your wives would want to live in that parsonage? It is so dilapidated and so grody, it's so bad. He said, I was in their home and yet they're willing to come he said, we've got to fix that home up. And boy, did they ever. It was absolutely wonderful. They, revented, uh, they redid the whole house. They redid the bathrooms. They built on a family room. The kitchen was a disaster. They tore it all out, built a new kitchen. Um, they asked my wife what kind of rugs, uh, color rugs she would want. They put rugs in. I mean, this house we moved into it was just lovely. But when we said, yes, we would come, the house was not lovely. We have to be very, very careful that we don't choose God's will with the seeing of our eyes. 
with the Spirit. And then the fourth thing that I used, and especially when it was changing vocations, you know, it was not calling to the pastorate, like calling to the Bible college and so on, is to seek wise counsel, which I did. Not that they're going to make the decision, but how do they see this? And I have a uh, committed Christian leader who I respect highly. The one thing we never ask is what is the salary? Um, you know, what's the housing like and what are the retirement benefits and medical benefits and what kind of retirement plan do you have and all that stuff. We never ask that stuff. Because we believed if God was leading us there that God would meet our needs. We've seen that already in our life and serving God. And I wanted to make the decision on the basis of God's will, not with the seeing of my eyes. So when we went to go to this Bible college, I and to be um, a um, professor and to change the whole emphasis of the school from being a, uh, a center of turning out young men and young women that were very well um, knowledgeable, but the school wanted to make a new focus, that the emphasis of the school would be wisdom rather than knowledge, because knowledge puffs up, and that there would be an emphasis in the school of developing Christ-like character in the students. And that was a whole new thing for me. And so I called this friend and I shared, he said, oh, Jim, years ago I spoke in that school, I know where you're going. And I really believe that this is wonderful. It'd be one of the first schools in America that I know of that's going to not, not dumb down the students, but to add to all of that, Christian character, godliness, um, the regulations of dress, music in the dorm, all these other things that would have to come. Well, he thought it'd be a good idea and God gave me peace in my heart that I needed to leave many states away and fly down and be a part of that school. Now, we know when we're following God, He's always met our needs, always. And God has never laid on my heart to find out, is, am I going to be financially secure and all this other stuff there. In fact, at the college, it was a step down financially. But I didn't ask, what am I going to be paid? That was not a major thing for me. I, I want to be in God's will. And I knew that going to that college would be a challenge because not all professors were on board of making the emphasis of the school on the character of the students. But I'll tell you, it was wonderful. See. And the whole key here is, don't make decisions on the basis of your eyes, but on God's Holy Spirit. And God's hand was upon that, and God blessed the school, 
and blessed us at that skull. So what are the five things? The first is when an opportunity comes, examine it to see would this be something that you are able to do for them. Pray to the Lord for inner peace about it. And if peace doesn't come, it could be you're, you're qualified, but that's not the place where God wants you. And then as you search the scripture, ask the Holy Spirit to give guidance through his word. Seek wise counsel. And even if the counsel, say, is negative, that's not the whole thing. The whole thing is what is the Holy Spirit saying to your heart? But we're told in Proverbs to seek counsel and uh, to get the perspective. If they have a caution, then we want to examine that caution. You know, are, are, are we as sensitive to the Spirit of God as they are and so on? And then make the choice. And when you make that choice, you will have that perfect peace that the Prince of Peace gives in your heart that this is the way, walk ye in it. I trust that those things will be helped to you when you make a decision. You need to not make the decision on the basis of your eyes, but on the basis of the Holy Spirit.